the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Little housekeeping announcements. Um, I want to encourage you that uh, after the homily, it's not time to exit the church. It's a time to get ready for communion. I know sometimes we have this giant exodus, and sometimes you, it's a necessary exodus, sometimes it's not. So if it's not necessary, don't do it. So we get ready for communion. Or we get into habits that way. Just every once in a while, we remind you uh, to, uh, to kind of move in the direction the, the service is taking us. To prepare our hearts, minds, souls, and bodies for Holy Communion. Uh, today, God wants to come into your house. Wow. God wants to come into your house. Today, this great story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for I must stay at your house today. Beautiful. Make Jesus your guest. You have to clean up your house, like at a house blessing. Clean the rooms. There have been some houses I've come to that haven't done a very good job of that. And I put the list out in the, uh, on the bulletin board with pictures. They say, Father, just bless the mess. No, mostly it's very, very good. Clean your house. Make an effort. It's such an important thing, we as Christian people, to make an effort. Grace plus effort is a blessing. If we just think the grace of God is going to be sufficient, that's not enough. If we think just our effort is going to be sufficient, that's not enough. But grace and effort together are a great blessing from God. God blesses that. It's a wonderful thing to make an effort to clean up. I say to people when I remember teaching the teens about this, is take out the trash. You've got to take it out. Get rid of the stuff in your souls that are, that are a detriment to your relationship to Christ. It's time to go after that stuff. God wants to come to your house today. You clean it. We need to clean that up. It becomes such an important and critical effort. Let me share something with you that's very important. When you make the effort, beloved, to clean the house, God's grace will fill you beyond what you could ever imagine. You know, you think you make it empty. No, you make it available for God's grace to come. Clean the house. Clean your soul. Clean those things in your body that need to be cleaned. Let the grace of God fill it. It's a beautiful, powerful thing for that to happen for us. We need to be very encouraged that our effort, matched with God's grace, is an immense blessing for us. An immense blessing for us. We, I know you've all made those efforts and seen that as a result, so make that effort to clean your house. 
the text says, the Lord said, come down today. I must come to your house. The, the text on this, the commentary on this is that to receive the blessing, to, to find God, Zacchaeus had to climb the tree. For God to come into his house, what did he have to do? Had to humble himself. Had to humble himself. He had to come down to be humbled, to be the sinner, to be the lost sheep. He had to draw himself to that place so God could come into him. So we need to learn to get to that place of humility, that place really of, of, of intense honesty about who we are before God. You know, it's really an interesting moment when you come to that place in your life, in your life, we come to this many times probably, but when we are intensely honest with God about who we are and where we are and what we're about and we find our own repentance there in humility, we find such comfort from God. He's, he is not there the judge. He is not there the executor. He's there the loving God who brings you, nurtures you into himself to allow you to rest in your humble position with him. In your humble position with him. So that, that sense of coming to an honest place before God becomes such an important aspect for us to gain that deep relationship with God in our humility. To come down to that place of honesty about who we are, about the things we need to deal with humbly before God and allow him then to come in. You know, if we keep that block up there, he can't get in. But if we open ourselves with that honesty, he gets in, he comes in to us and allows us to, be, to experience uh, his presence and really begin to understand the grace of humility. You know, there's... There's two things I think sometimes we confuse. One is that we think humiliation equals humility. Humiliation doesn't equal humility. Humiliation can take you in a lot of bad places. Get you angry, get you upset, get you judgmental, get you critical, okay, humiliated. But if we are humble, we are humiliated, humbled by our own sinfulness and turn to God that place is a place of comfort, a place of rest, a place of mercy, a place of grace. We need to understand how important that place is to be in. You know, I've used this example before, but, you know, most of you have gone body surfing in the surf, okay? And when you go out, the waves are crashing in on you, crashing in on you, crashing in on you. It's loud and noisy. And then what happens when you go under the waves? It's quiet. It's just quiet. Peaceful. Quiet. That's what God wants you to do. Duck under. Go low. Find that place of humility, that place of quietness in your soul where you can rest. You don't have to defend yourself. It's such a beautiful place. I just want to encourage you to 
to make room for that place in you. And then it says in the text, they all murmured, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Poor Zacchaeus, <laughs> the sinner. He wants to come to us in our sinfulness, in our lowliness. This is what we must understand about God. He doesn't despise that about us. He understands that about us. Let me read the text in uh, the baptismal liturgy. For because of the tender compassion of thy mercy, O Master, thou could not endure to behold mankind oppressed by the devil. But thou did come and did save us. We confess thy grace. We proclaim thy mercy. We conceal not thy gracious acts. Master, thou could not endure to behold mankind oppressed by the devil. He can't endure our, our trouble. He comes to us in our trouble. It's not that we need to get better. We need to get honest. You don't need to get better. You need to get honest with him. That's where he comes. Because that's why he died. That's why he rose again from the dead. Ascended into heaven. And comes to be with us in a baptismal unity. Because he wants that all of that stuff to be done with. So you can live in a sense of freedom. A sense of peace. A sense of joy. So for us to understand that that's what he wants of us, that we don't need to be perfected to come to him. We need to be honest to come to him. So he comes to our house today. So where are you going to let him sit? Where does Jesus sit in your house? On the porch? Just on the porch. Just as long as I can see him. I believe in him. He's out there somewhere. I'll keep him on the porch. You let him in the front door where he can come into the living room. Let him into the kitchen. Let him into all the rooms. You let him into all the rooms. Are the rooms in your house where you don't let him sit? That's really an important question. Because I was in my life, all of our lives, there's always room for God to go deeper. There's always another room he's not sitting in completely. For me, um, thinking of my spiritual father, who was Father Richard, uh, There were a couple rooms I had trouble with. I had trouble with God letting them into those rooms. But with the help of my spiritual father, uh, he helped God get in. He helped God stay in. And so I want you to, today to think about are there places in your heart, in your life, where God doesn't sit fully? Does he not sit in the room that determines your future? Are you worried, anxious about it? Are you concerned, over-concerned about it? 
Can you let God sit in there and be your comfort? Be your director? How about the room of past hurts? Past hurts. I went, I've been, this is a hard one. Because past hurts, sometimes we don't want God to go in there and heal them because we like being angry at the people that hurt us. We want to stay angry at them. And if I let God in, guess what? I've got to give up that anger. I've got to give up that resentment. I've got to let all that go. Can you let God into that room of past hurts? And let him heal those hurts to where those people that offended you now become people that you pray for compassionately. That's a powerful place for God to be. That's a healing place for God to be. I'd encourage you to look at that. The reason I'm saying that is because I had to look at that a bit ago. <laughs> and it just really did something good for me to get in there, to let God back into that place and get rid of that stuff. So we have to understand that that could be a place. Is, do you let God into the room of your pleasures? Your pleasures. Are they all moderate? Do any of your pleasures have control of you? I know some of us have an issue of sports on TV. This would be a really good day not to watch sports on TV. Don't you agree? <laughs> Do you understand this? How important it is to learn moderation that no pleasure, no passion of yours should have more control of you than you do of it. That's it right there. You need to let God into that room. Let him have place in that room. Put control in that pleasure, on that pleasure so that it's moderated. It doesn't need to be abstained from all the time. Maybe so, but at least moderated. We need to let God into these places, beloved. God wants to come into your house today. What rooms are you going to let him sit in? Not just into your house, but there's places he wants to get to. He wants to heal. He wants to cure. He wants to be, give you peace and joy. So may we this day respond as Zacchaeus did when God came into his house. Behold, Lord. <laughs> this is amazing. Behold, Lord, half my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I'll restore it fourfold. Boom. Total conversion. You see what happens when God comes into the house? Total conversion. It's not just a simple repentance. Oh, I'll bet better. I'll make an effort. Total conversion. I'll give half my goods to the poor. And if I've defrauded anybody, I'll give it back four times. What, a, what, a, what an... This isn't so much... It is in its way, but not so much an example of Zacchaeus' conversion. It's an example of the power of God when God can get into your life. What can God do in your life? He can do that. 
He can make that kind of conversion. So, beloved, may all of us experience the peace and joy of God's presence, letting him dwell deeply in our souls, in, 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 the, in, the, in the soul of our, our house, and uh, give us this day salvation. Today, we hear the words of the Lord. Today, salvation has come to this house. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.